Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. But there are a few things that we've ticked off with this, even just from an iPad point of view, that we've always wanted to do. And there are so many, you know, if, if you're looking at, um, you know, keyboard shortcuts for Apple Keyboard, for example, um, you know, properly using the Apple Pencil to its sort of full advantage, you know, being able to use a double tap while you're handwriting for automatic recognition, lasso select, um, switching between handwriting and selection, whether you're using your finger or the Apple Pencil. Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. Back on the show is Chris Swaffer, who was on episode four of the show. He is the product manager at PreSonus, the creators of the awesome music notation software Notion. Since we last spoke, they've done a bunch of updates to Notion, including version three that launched late last year. In this episode, which was recorded before WWDC, we chat about how he uses the iPad and how Notion has changed since we last spoke. One iPadOS 17 feature I wanted to share in this introduction is the new personal voice feature that lets you record 15 minutes of prompts and from that your iPad will generate an AI version of your own voice. You can use this voice in communication apps like FaceTime and anywhere in the operating system pull up a live speech window to convert what you type to an audio version of that. It takes a great amount of time to generate this voice. I did this on the iPhone 14 Pro Max and to generate your voice, the iPhone must be charging with the screen off. It took three or four nights for this work to complete, and if you hadn't noticed this introduction is an example of what that can sound like. For those curious, the easiest way to capture this audio to share in a podcast like this is to do a simple screen recording, and thankfully Ferret works natively with video files, so no conversion was required. As a reminder, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash ipedpros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. My great thanks to everyone that supports the show. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. With that, here is my interview with Chris and Joy. Welcome back to the podcast, Chris. It's, it's been a bit. You were back on episode four, back in August 2017. So it's, you're one of the very first guests. So, so welcome back. Well, thanks for having me uh, again. I can't believe it's been so long. But uh, yeah, lots happened since. But um, yeah, thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you're part of the team that creates Notion, uh, and there's both a desktop and a mobile version that we spoke about last time. And we're now at version three, and uh, lots probably happened since we spoke as well <laughs> with um, the you know the the two uh, the version two updates and stuff. But uh, before we get to all of that. Um, I just, I'm curious about your iPad usage. Uh, 2017 is when the iPad pro first came out. We've had a lot of, you know, hardware and OS revisions. How has the iPad been treating you? What, how has your usage of that shifted over the years? Yeah, you're right. I mean, when the iPad pro came out and obviously your new podcast, and then we were featured as one of the new, uh, as one of the best apps for iPad pro when it first came out. So we had one of the initial units to play with. Yeah. And, um, it was really exciting, you know, and, and of course, since that the capability of these machines has just got better and better. And, you know, back in the earliest days of Notion on iOS, we were putting up, um, you know, warnings saying if, if you have more than, you know, 16 instruments playing, you might <laughs> have some problems. Right. <laughs> it's not really a problem anymore. Um, <laughs> so in terms of usage, it's, it's just such a more capable uh, machine to use. And of course, there's all this um, 
discussion about the convergence between the Mac and the and the iOS uh, land. Um, but uh, yeah, my, my my personal usage is now, um, you know, fully fully committed with the Apple Pencil and a small iPad. Uh, now is my sort of go-to rather than the yeah, bigger right? iPad Pros. Mm-hmm. Um, but that pencil and the newest um, iPad Mini is just is so portable and um, it's yeah, just that that's what's really changed. I think not not carrying around the big iPad, but yeah, smaller iPad with an i with a Apple Pencil has just been fab. Nice. Yeah, I hear so much praise about the Mini. I, I want one. I can't justify it really quite yet, but I I do want one of those things. It's yeah, it's a nice little form factor and like. Kind of reminds me back in college days of bringing a little notebook with me to jot down musical ideas and stuff. Yeah, with the pencil on it, especially. Yeah, it's exactly that. And you know, having something in that form factor that you're traveling with, and you know, you can also bring up your your books and and everything else, and then just flip over to to Notion without bringing out this sort of kind of laptop sized yeah screen. That's that's really transformed making music on the go for me. Yeah. Do you use the Mini as kind of a reference device during your general workday as you're probably working primarily on, on the Mac and then kind of referencing stuff on the Mini? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, I have everything set up in my studio here. And then if I'm somewhere else in the house or, if, you know, late, later on in the evening, I go, ah, that there was that one thing. And then, you know, the files are there. They're in iCloud. And it's it's just such a seamless uh, experience. So, um, yeah, that's it's definitely sort of my my go-to and sometimes i just go straight to it even if it's i have my mac in front of me it's, yeah um, yeah yeah very cool so um notion three before we get into that i just want to just um catch up to, uh, the stuff we mi- missed between that uh when we last spoke uh 2.5 was another big update since we last spoke i'm curious anything worth pointing out from that one before we dive into version three um i think 2.5 so this must have been 2020 ish yeah um so the the big ones there were we um did a lot of work on the music xml Mm -hmm. um implementation which is this shared file format but which you can use between no different notation software um we did a lot of work to try and get that to to scratch um with the latest um improvements in the music xml um schema um we also added the ability to add custom templates so you can save a notion file as your own template and recall it um And I think the two big things were exporting as MP3. We introduced a standard. Mm-hmm. As historically, it used to, used to be a paid licensing thing, but it's it's not it's not anymore. And we just hadn't added it to to, to Notion on iOS, so that it was export as MP3. And I think the last big thing for two point five was importing a MIDI file into Notion mm-hmm. iOS and applying good notation. Yeah, you know, to it. So actually, having proper beaming and engraving rules set on an imported MIDI file, to, so that um, you know you're not doing lots of editing after the fact. Um, nice. That it, was a big. That's something in high school. I loved doing the MIDI imports. I'd get like the Super Nintendo Mario theme and throw that in the finale and see what it does. I can play around with it as a kid. But that stuff was just so much fun as a starting point to to explore. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, so version three, this came out um, the end of 2022. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is a complete rewrite of the app. Is that accurate to say? It is 100%. Um, so we retained the kind of core notation rules. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to do all that again. Yeah. Um, but uh, what we did is um, we had this opportunity to rewrite the app 
um, on the same software framework, source code, if you will, mm-hmm. or same libraries as our sister software, Studio One. Um, Studio One is a, a, a well-known DAW um, that um, is owned by Presonus, and we were taken over by Presonus, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. And so it always been in the cards, what are we going to do with these two softwares? And we'd, we'd had all these back and forward workflows with our desktop version of Notion and Studio One. But really, we knew ultimately we wanted to be able to natively send a Notion file into Studio One for it to open and in a score editor. So mm-hmm. our first step was, okay, we're going to have to rewrite this whole thing on Studio One source code. And it took a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, our first product actually wasn't Notion. It was actually the score editor for Studio One. Huh. Yeah. So our team worked on that first as like a, a sort of a minimum product. Mm-hmm. Then came uh, Notion iOS, to in, which became Notion Mobile, mm-hmm. um, which is version three. And then as we're in, adding features and features, and the next thing will be to replace uh, Notion 6, the desktop version, also on this shared framework. So it was a big project um, to rewrite everything and and also to sort of prepare the framework that Studio One sits on as well, to yeah. be able to support a notation program, but also basically a, a graphics program. Right. Um, so there was, there was a lot of groundwork to do. Um, so we sort of went very quiet for a while um, in doing that, which... You know, it has its own risks um, yeah. to, to go very quiet in the space, especially when there's other competitors coming in. Um, but we knew that once we'd done it, we would have this shared code base with Studio One, and then all of our work and resources could be shared 100% with both right. platforms. Yeah, the exciting thing, especially once you get the desktop translated over to be in that same code base, I'd imagine desktop, you know, having Mac and Windows and iPad all and phone even all on the same platform means a lot of desktop features can start to make their way over to iPad if they make sense there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that started to happen, you know, where where some of the features that we've always had in Notion 6 desktop have actually now already made their way into this new Notion mobile. So, you know, um, entering up to four voices or, um, you know, playing, uh, automatically soloing a selected mm-hmm. um instrument and, and playing just that one back these are all ones that were just in the desktop have never been in notion ios before um so some of these features are actually just filtering through and we're just going you know what we'll just we'll just add them in yeah that's awesome um so it's yeah it's been a pretty cool cool thing and also to just like i said at the outset you can send a notion file from notion into studio one and it opens natively there's no xml there's no midi it's 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 natively reading our notation so you, uh, have to, you don't have to translate it which is super good um, once it's there and you work in it there, there's obviously features unique to studio. Does, is it kind of there as its endpoint, like beaming it back in the notion? Is that something that's, um, kind of problematic cause you'll do stuff from the studio or. Oh, it's, it's, it actually just stays as is the score can be sent back and forth between oh, studio nice. one and notion back and forward. In fact, you can even make updates and then merge those updates into, uh, the file that's open in Studio One, um, uh, you know, there are some features, editing features, etc., mm-hmm. et that aren't in Studio One, but that doesn't mean that you can't see them. For example, yeah. that's awesome. And so Studio One, its goal is very different from Notion, which is also on desktop. 
Uh, can you kind of go over its goal versus Notion and kind of the task at hand for each of the apps? Yeah, so for Studio One, it's a it's a digital audio workstation, mm-hmm. and it's primarily for um, you know audio um, uh, audio editing, but also for mm-hmm. music creation and composing. Um, where traditionally that your composing would be in sort of piano roll or kind of MIDI note editing. Yeah. Um, and the score editor is it's just another view of seeing those notes. It's not necessarily a notation engraving uh, tool. Mm-hmm. So you would do all that probably within Notion, but you can still use the score editor in Studio One to do composing if that's how you think. Yeah. Or, you know, bang out a quick lead sheet and have Studio One work out all your transpositions so you don't have to worry about it if you're in a session. So it's it's a it's a different environment of which the scoring is, is a smaller part. Yeah. Um but you know, this is this is what Studio One does. You can you can still compose, create, edit, uh, and also master in one application. Nice. And um, so with version three, uh, the big task at hand was the rewrite. Um, Feature-wise, are there some things you mentioned a couple already? But what are you most excited to have on iPad now with version three? Well, uh, I mean, the biggest thing is there's the cross-platform yeah. nature, which we we could come on to because, of course, if we're if we're just talking about iPads, then um, mm-hmm. you know that's uh, that could be something else we talk about later. But uh, but for sure, being able to have an application that's truly cross-platform. That works across iOS, iPadOS, Mac, Windows, yeah. Android, Amazon, you know, Fire OS. You know, being able to work on a single application that at its core is the same, but then can just uh, go into all these applications. Uh, yeah. All these operating systems. Um, so that's the big one. And of course, being able to natively open in Studio One. But there are a few things that we've ticked off with this, even just from an iPad point of view that we've always wanted to do. And there are so many, you know, if, if you're looking at, um, you know, keyboard shortcuts for Apple keyboard, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know, properly using the Apple Pencil to its sort of full advantage, you know, being able to use a double tap while you're handwriting for yeah. automatic recognition, lasso select, um, switching between handwriting and selection, whether you're using your finger or the Apple Pencil, mm-hmm. but also some notation things as well, you know, um, Right now, you can select a passage of music and then paste it into different rhythmic positions. Mm. And even if that crosses a bar line or something, the yeah. Notion will respell the durations, create ties or bring notes together depending on where they are in the bar. And so it reflows that pasted music. So, mm. and, and that's been something that, well, personally, I've always wanted in Notion and uh, we were able to take this opportunity to go right deep down into what we can do in selection in this rewrite and be able to paste reflow. So yeah, there's there's a few big things that even um, aside from you know the big things like being able to go cross platform that have really helped workflow and um, you know really really still feel like uh, an iPad application even though it's now cross platform. Yeah, that's awesome. And the the copying in to whatever rhythmic area is it's it's exciting as a composer because you get to experiment without having to like manually enter some stuff and oh how would this work here and Especially with fugues and stuff, that's always, yeah, for sure, absolutely. And um, it's uh, very exciting. The Apple Pencil is like fully integrated, and because a lot of times when you do cross-platform stuff, you, it can be a challenge to <laughs> implement that stuff because it is so um, universal, you know, as far as how that works. Yeah, and you know, we also have to consider. Well, Notion Mobile now works on a you know a Windows uh, Surface, so. With that capability, can we do the same thing with the Surface Pen, for example? Yeah. 
And what about a Samsung stylus, an S Pen? Or, you know, you have to think through all these things, think mm-hmm. how many of these can be translated into all these um, things before we go ahead. Because what we really wanted to do was make this a seamless um, uh, experience for the user. No matter what platform they're on, they will still see all those um, features, regardless of uh, of what platform they're on. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to sort of think through yeah. and, and design. But um, yeah, for sure. How um, how is file sharing um, implemented? Like, so if you're only on Apple platforms, can you just use iCloud? and directly store it within Notion through iCloud, but say you're on Windows and Android and iPad, is Dropbox there for you to store stuff there? Is that option to kind of store stuff where it works best for you in the app? Yeah, like many other apps, you have access to any of your cloud providers you want um, to the file picker. Um, you can select from iCloud or Dropbox or you know OneDrive, um, Google Drive, um, or on your iPad. And of course, you also get... Um, uh, iCloud for Windows, and so you can just right. save in the folder mm-hmm. there as well. So yes, you can use all your cloud um, providers um, across all those platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing on for Notion as well, uh, you can also transmit directly from device to device. Okay. So if you can be on, offline, even doing that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're on the, you still need to be on the same network. Yep. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, the network doesn't have to be connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just yeah have a Notion file on your Android phone and just transmit to an open running instance of Notion on your iPad yeah. or Studio One on your desktop or Notion 6 on your Mac. It will show and list all of your running instances of Notion Studio One so you can just transmit directly. That's part of the feature bundle that's available. That's really cool. Yeah. How has how this cross-platform um, affected you as a composer? Do you do much composing these days, or I'm not sure how much you're able to tear away from your main job to enjoy um, doing the composing? Well, just in case they're listening, of course, I work very hard yes. all the time. <laughs> uh, um, I do uh, a fair bit of arranging, mm-hmm. and uh, actually during the, the sort of testing process of Notion Mobile, I was pretty much doing all my arranging even for full orchestra on notion mobile yeah to really test it out and see if we had the capabilities for um starting a score but even going through to fully printing for a full orchestra you know a real life uh example and so i was doing this on notion mobile on my windows desktop machine yeah so not a tablet Mm -hmm. uh on my big monitor that i've got here fully taking advantage of all the space Mm -hmm. and then like i said before then you know I just think of something and I just whip open my iPad and and carry on from there. So, uh, yeah, I got to arrange some, you know, some TV tunes and stuff uh, using just Notion Mobile, full orchestra, Notion Mobile uh, on Windows and on iPad as well. So the, for me, the cross-platform thing is has, has been fantastic because I can just have it on whatever device. It does mean that for, a, for us in, in the QA department as well, there are devices everywhere. Um, <laughs> So that had its own, own yes, challenges. I could imagine. Um, but for me personally, now I and I, I, I sort of switched to to Android phone for this for, for Notion Mobile to yeah. just get a, to get a proper feel of natively being a native Android user. Um, so now I'm sort of Android phone, iPad, Mac, and Windows desktop, mm-hmm. um, and working pretty happily between all of those things, no matter what's to hand. Because as I say, it, Notion looks and works exactly the same uh, depending on what yeah. platform you're on. Very cool. And as far as handwriting recognition, 
how's that improved since version two? Um, that's always a tricky thing to kind of nail and get right. And there's always improvements to be made. Yeah. Um, we pretty much started again with our implementation Mm -hmm. of the technology. I mean, we licensed the actual recognition technology from a company called MyScript. Mm -hmm. Um, They have all the whole handwriting comparisons and and they spit out kind of basic notes and it's up to us where where we put them. So we can always improve that implementation um, of that technology. And we we sort of started again with our implementation in in version three for Notion Mobile, Mm -hmm. um, which has given us some flexibility. It means we can do this for example, this automatic switch between pencil and finger. Um, we can now, you can now enter notes on a five-line drum staff, which you couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't have to be a treble or bass clef um, staff. Um, and then also incorporating this lasso select with the Apple Pencil. So as you're handwriting, you can then actually just ring around some existing notes and then that selects those notes um, for you to edit. Uh, in the future. So we've been able to sort of go back, improve, and then build on nice. um, the, the old implementation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something I'm curious about with the M2 iPad Pros, um, which uh, there's some people that have them, but it's not widespread quite yet, but will be one day as technology gets older and older, is the hoverability with Apple Pencil. And I remember back when I did use a Mac um, uh, with a mouse, you'd have like a preview of like what note you're about to enter when you click. Is something like that possible now with Hover and Apple Pencil previewing a note before you click it in and add it to a staff? Is that something your team's explored um, implementing? Um, we definitely investigated um, the functionality mm-hmm. when it came out, as we do at any time. Um, Apple in- introduced something, and um, uh, for sure, this is, of course, the use case that comes up is can we make keyboard shortcuts float and appear on a on an iOS device if you were using this? So, right. Um, I think it's a really obvious one to to, to tick off. Um, uh, as it stands at the moment, we also don't have floating keyboard shortcuts on the main palette, which is something we are addressing right. uh, in the next version. Um, but for sure, the hover functionality is there. But again, as I said before, you sort of have to look across platforms. Is this something we can replicate on other devices as well? Or would this just be... Um, iPadOS only kind of thing. Yeah, I don't even know if if Windows if Surface has anything similar to it. I imagine others will start to to do that if they haven't already. Um, so um, something I love uh, about Notion is it is um, the window is not a set iPad window. It's uh, one of those uh, free flowing can be take up a full external monitor and all its real estate window. Um, and it really does work well on external monitor on iPad now with iPad OS 16. So that's been amazing. Um, something I'm curious about is more tool boxes and panels. Like, how, do you see a future where you're able to, when you're on a bit external, to fill it up with some more um, some more input options there with the bigger window? Yeah, and I think well, firstly to say is um, thanks for saying that, saying that because that was probably the biggest challenge of this whole redesign was yeah. okay here's the brief it's got to go on an iphone se the yep. smallest screen <laughs> uh up to the biggest external monitor and still be usable yeah you know and also we have no control over when we go into android screen sizes and mm-hmm. you know how how do we do this <laughs> <laughs> you fold the balls so, over there as well yeah yeah so there's um 
yeah, or even in the iPad, once you're going to split screen and start dragging the yep. the separate windows around, you know, mm-hmm. the, you have to make sure the app is still usable. You can still get to the buttons; it doesn't cut anything off with all your safe zones and notches and all all kinds of things. So yeah, that was uh, that was certainly a big challenge. Um, I think you know, I, I have an iPad SE here, which was my old iPhone, um, yeah. and a huge great monitor that I was going between doing these orchestral arrangements and. Um, it's it's a really nice looking kind of screen. Again, it's all about the page. It's about it's not about having loads of buttons in front of you. It's mm-hmm. about you and the composition process and you and the notes, as opposed to you know loads of toolbars and and, and buttons. Um, that said, we did improve in three point one. You can now show an extended palette, so yeah. you can move the, the the palettes from just one column, which um, you can scroll up and down, but you can just set it to two columns wide. Um, and you can also set the UI, the general UI size into sort of bigger or smaller, depending yeah. on what size you've got. So I think we will keep looking at that as to what feedback we've got, you know, um, as to whether we want that to be customizable or mm-hmm. whether we sh- we could make them even bigger and smaller. Um, I think what we find with other software where you can customize and drag buttons in or out, we would like to just present, you know, a, a good standard way of working first. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to fiddly, I'm guessing, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the more options and more options tends to sort of kind of muddy things uh, a little bit. But um, yeah, we're certainly open to, to having those kind of things suggested. Yeah. So um, what is the input experience like in Notion these days? So if someone's wanting to start arranging or writing their music, um, you know, you have Apple Pencil, you have Touch, you have um, uh, keyboards or M. Um, you have um, trackpads, you have MIDI keyboards. What's What are all the kind of different options out there? Yeah, and there are a ton. And I think that's one of the strengths of Notion is that we don't sort of, we say, okay, there's handwriting recognition, but we don't make you use it. Um, yeah. We can say, okay, there's Bluetooth MIDI input for all, or MIDI input, mm-hmm. cabled, wired input. And that's across all platforms, you know. But again, you, you don't have to use it. it. It's just down to what you as a user feel more comfortable and, and quickest doing mm-hmm. um for me personally now i've got keyboard shortcuts and if i'm here then great keyboard shortcut finger on the durations maybe one hand on a midi keyboard for the pitch mm-hmm. and i am off yeah um but if i was just using the app for the first time i can see the palette i can see the duration i can tap it the duration and i can tap it on the score mm-hmm. and i think that always is for notion the the sort of the the number one first touch experience mm-hmm. is I can see the duration. I'm going to tap it on the score and it doesn't work like that for other rotation software, but yeah. that's the first thing that everyone tries doing. What we've changed in that first touch a little bit in this version is that you can now, once you drop that in the score, you can drag it left and right for adding sharps and flats. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's no longer a trip back to the palette and to get yes. an accidental and to put <laughs> it on the note, you know, and the same thing technology applies to a drum set. So if I put on a snare drum, I can drag it to the right to get like a, a rim shot or mm-hmm. something like that. So and you can see the labels come up. So it really is a much quicker way of of, of writing. Um, and then also new is you can make a selection of a number of notes and then drag up and down the whole lot. Oh, nice! Which you, you kind of expect it should have always worked yeah. like that, right? But but it didn't. But now yeah. it does. With um, MIDI keyboard, uh, there's some there's in my mind two ways people enjoy using that. Um, one way is the way where 
you know, you have your duration already set up, you know, before you enter anything, and then you hit the keyboard and it instantly answers that note. Um, the other way is um, the way I personally like to do it is I'm improvising on the keyboard. Oh, I find the note I want. Then I hit the number pad of what duration I want for that held note. Um, is that second way uh, a possibility um, yet? Or I mean, uh, yeah. So, so holding the MIDI note first and then selecting the duration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, everything's possible. That seems a a small change. Um, probably an option. But um, mm-hmm. uh, like all features, it depends how many people are asking for it, um, and and as to as to whether we do it. But um, but yeah, for sure. I mean that those. The, the, I mean. Having a MIDI keyboard attached, as I said, I like using the keyboard durations to select the duration first and then the pitch. Yeah. Um, And out of real time, so what we call step time, because you're doing it sort of step by step. Right. Um, And some people like using the real time records. So you're saying you're improvising, but some people like to do that and record at the same time. Right. Yeah. So they have that outline. And actually, one thing we've changed there for input for Notion Mobile is that if you run out of road, Notion will just keep adding bars. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because before it would just say, stop, you've reached the end. Stop being creative. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? um, so whether you're in step time or real time record, now if, you, if, you've, if you're onto something, then the Notion will just keep. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've experimented doing the, like you're performing and it's capturing that. And uh, my accuracy has never, <laughs> never been um, quite precise enough for me to, to make a go at that as um, the way for me to do yeah, it. Yeah. That, and that's, that's the key word there is performing was, I think what people do that is they perform in expecting a a good result, but actually what you're doing is you're entering notes. Yes. So you you have to sort of make this mindset set switch to play with a metronome, stop being so expressive, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and enter the notes. Yeah. So you know maybe uh, maybe this is a side project for um, our machine learning AI revolution is that uh, it will compare your performance and and create a good uh, notated. Uh, result from it yeah that's that's like an interesting idea where like this has been an issue since the 90s or whatever of like right you're trying to perform something and the denotation it, it gets it down to a science of what you entered uh even if you're like uh you know a, a 30 second note over you know it, it it's not smart enough to make that logic that uh, you probably didn't want that yeah right yeah this is the midi holy grail of somehow yes. <laughs> knowing style, in the context and style of what you're playing, it should know what notes you actually want printed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe when our AI stop revolutionizing medical industry and, and everything else, it'll, we'll think about music notation. Right. So um, another input uh, we haven't really talked about, uh, virtual instruments, uh, virtual keyboard. I'm not sure if there's others, drum kit or whatnot. Um, what's, what are those uh, like uh, now? Yeah, I mean, we've come a long way. The first version of Notion on iPad was, wow, 2010. And yeah. this was the only way of getting your notes in at that point. You know, there was no touching the score or anything like that. Yeah. It, was, it was only with the piano keyboard. So, yeah, we've come a long way since then. <clears throat> um, as you say, there's an on-screen piano, an on-screen fretboard, and an on-screen drum pad. And it does work pretty much like before, um, but you can still now... Um, on a smaller screen, you can slide the piano up and down whilst you're recording. So you, there's a sort of glissando area at the top. Was before that was fixed in real time recording in the last version. So that's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the drum pads, 
there's more drum pads available and you can also assign um, by long pressing the drum pad you can assign different um, labels and different drums and effects to those pads depending on what you're doing so there's a, there's a bit more flexibility in those instruments also if you don't want the keyboard um, you can use the drum pads to enter notes for a flute if you want oh. so if you don't select drums and you select a flute part then you'll mm-hmm. see the pitches you know g4 a4 or whatever yeah and so you can just use that as a text label to enter notes in a specific part um so some another and yet another way of entering notes that might suit you yeah in the workflow so once the notes are in there um and you want to add all your you know um <laughs> articulations your roadmap stuff about what you want to convey to the player What's um, that process like? Uh, you're, are you able to use lasso to do different things? And um... yeah, and you, I mean, you can double click, or double tap rather, mm-hmm. um, the measure before to select the whole thing, or select all, or select part, or or whatever. But or lasso if you're in handwriting mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what selection has done? If we changed it from being a range based mm-hmm. select to actually being object based, so you can really get in with your lasso select and and cut in between an accent and a note and come around and just select the top of another part. And it will only select those items that you've put in that oh, um, nice. last two selection. So it's, it's much more, there's much more granular control over your selection. Yeah. Um, but uh, now we've also done that, then you can, you've got a lot more flexibility with it. So you could just select, for example, the highest note mm-hmm. of a, a bunch of chords. So you can select highest note or select lowest note. Then you can just, cut and paste it into a different part if you want to you can send those selected notes to the other hand mm-hmm. if you're playing piano you can select the bottom notes of your right hand and just jump them over to the left hand so it's given us a lot more flexibility and a lot more power um, in this new selection tool nice yeah something um another one of those like i don't think i've seen this anywhere implemented um is uh Basically, performing your dynamics. Uh, I, I've noticed that you have a little mixing board where you're able to change the volume of the playback. I'd love if, if some company, if Notion, uh, for instance, uh, would let me do a live playback of my score, and I'm 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 just listening to like one voice, and I'm able to drag that slider up and down to just in real time do crescendos, and maybe there's a way so it's not doing a crescendo but just jumping from one, you know, dynamic to another. Uh, just with that little, you know, slider, some kind of mixing board to to implement that stuff. Yeah, and what we're discussing, I think, is really volume automation. Yeah, which um, you know, in, in all fairness, is is available in other notation apps, but it is also available in Notion Six Desktop. Um, it is okay. in two ways. You can either record um, kind of MIDI CC data mm-hmm. um, to to affect not just volume but expression or other things, um, but you can also in Notion Six Desktop engage something called end tempo which with an attached midi keyboard is a tap tempo feature yeah which okay tap tempo you know it's that, that's a thing but it's also velocity sensitive so mm-hmm. you can tap it harder and softer for the whole score to sort of have expression and also rubato and then it can either save you can either save that as a much more human performance yeah to share or you can use it in real time because really robust you can use it to accompany you know, a solo clarinet player or a choir or mm-hmm. add strings to a rock band. It's been designed for for live use. That's still one of the real big differentiators between Notion Mobile and Notion 6 Desktop mm-hmm. is this live performance um, aspect. So, um, yeah, short answer is 
Okay. Yes, you can. Yeah. But just not in Notion Mobile. Maybe it's something we add in the future because Entombo is a really popular uh, feature in the desktop version. Yeah, and once the shared code base comes over, that stuff might be easier to to move over if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, Vocalist, uh, has have, has anything changed there as far as their needs for lyrics and other things that singers may need for uh, writing or arranging? Yeah, I mean, like everything else, we've, we've redone things from scratch. So... Um, uh, lyrics are a bit more, uh, a bit easier to input now, especially multiple lyric verses. And um, we've done a lot of work on lead sheets in particular. So mm-hmm. maybe not vocalist per se, but the whole lead sheet idea is we've really done a lot of work on you know, slashes and chord symbols and placement and even the, the library of chord diagrams that you can enter uh, into into a Notion mobile lead sheet so that you can really get everything you need um, for for a lead sheet in, in one go, uh, including, yeah, stuff from yeah. vocalists like lyrics and things. Nice, yeah. So um, at the very beginning of our conversation, you mentioned uh, old iPad Pro, <laughs> I think it was 16 uh, instruments, where after that you'd start to have issues with playback. Um, are there um, instrument limitations? I, I, um, I know the free version you get, I believe, four staffs. Just, you can just download the app and start uh, writing with a couple instruments. Um, what, what's kind of the um, breakdown as far as what you can put in your scores? There's no limits. Amazing. That's the big thing. So <laughs> That's awesome. You, you download Notion Mobile for free. There are no limits on the amount of instruments you can add. So if you want to write an uh, orchestral piece with yeah. 120 staves, you go at it. That's awesome. Um, all in the free version. Wow. The free version also comes with the standard pack of orchestral sounds mm-hmm. that we recorded with the London Symphony Orchestra at Abbey Road, specifically for Notion. You get that standard orchestral bundle and some rhythm and guitars and drums, obviously. Mm-hmm. that It's all part of the free version. Now, if you wanted to unlock some auxiliary instruments, maybe you want a core anglais mm-hmm. or you know, a bass sax or something, then okay, then that's part of the feature bundle. There's some additional sounds available. And that also unlocks the handwriting and the transmit function that we've already spoken about. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no limits to the actual amount of staves you can write for in that free version and you get those samples you get those sounds to play with so i think you know from from anyone's point of view it's a really powerful package to just get going and get composing yeah. but you know we really we're also really thinking about education you know th- things are tough at the moment uh, in terms of budgets and things yeah. so uh and you know the, the whole bring your own device model for education is is, is pretty much there as well mm-hmm. a lot of them are turning to, to subscription packages which not every school can cope with um and it might be tricky for the kid to get online at home. Absolutely. But now they can have this free version from all these different app stores um, and they can just keep going um, and then transmit to their teacher directly if they are not on their iCloud or whatever. So, yeah, it, it's been a big deal just just making that available to as many people as, as we can, which was what what we did with Notion iOS in the first place, you know, 13 years ago. Yeah. We remember at that time, you know, notation software was like six hundred dollars. Yes. <laughs> along comes Notion with a fifteen dollar app saying, "Hey, try this out." Mm-hmm. Like, you have to buy an iPad, but yep. you know, um, have a go with this. And now we're in a position where you can buy, you know, one of the better value iPads that's still really um, uh, capable. Yeah. And for no extra money, get get a fully functioning notation software. Uh, on board so i think that's a that's a big deal yeah that that's huge because most apps that do have free versions you get maybe 
you know, four is pretty typical as far as the number of instruments you're able to add to a score. So that that's that's awesome to hear. Um, as far as um, sharing and exporting, we've talked about it's universal now with all the different um, um, versions that you guys have out there. And then there's MP3 export, um, which is huge um, for just sharing uh, what something sounds like. Um, anything else on sharing and exporting that we haven't touched on already? Uh, yeah, I mean, because we were now shared with Studio One's code, which is mm-hmm. a, you know a fully featured audio editing application, um, we were able to steal a few more things. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they won't notice. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we've we've not just got MP3 now, but we've also got M4A, Opus, FLAC, export, and are able to also set resolution and bit rate for for different things as well. You know, export as a WAV file, etc. Yeah. So there's a much more flexibility in actually exporting the audio from Notion. Um, Opus and Flack are part of the feature bundle, but as standard as part of the free version, mm-hmm. you can export as MP3 or WAV file and have all those export options to the audio as well. Um, so yeah, we've really um, opened that up. Um, in terms of, uh, of course, you can export as Music XML. And as a PDF, you can export just the score or the part you're on or a single PDF with all the parts in part order. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a load of different export functions. That's great. And um, I'm curious, is there a way to say mute? You just want to export one part of uh, the audio, say just like the, the tenor sax audio. You mentioned you can export PDFs of just a single instrument. Uh, can you do that with the audio export as well? Yeah, absolutely. You just go into the mixer, uh, solo the part, and export. Nice. Done. So three clicks. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then version 3.1 has come out since uh, version 3 came out, since it's been a bit. Um, anything uh, of note here? I know the lasso selection, which we've talked a lot about, um, has been greatly improved. Yeah, lasso selection. And also, we've um, mentioned briefly being able to select number of measures over a number of different instruments and just play those yeah. which is great if you want to just test a chord or something you can just drag a, a rectangle around that first note and just hit play and you can hear just a selection of like maybe the woodwind or something yeah so you don't it just stops you having to go into the mixer soloing a bunch of instruments and coming back hitting play you know it's just play back this and only this um so th- that's that's been real uh, time saver um, we did load more to chords, adding different multiple chords to empty measures. So you, like, this is all the lead sheet improvements, mm-hmm. basically. One thing that was really nice was actually to focus on notation, engraving features. Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 quite common to sort of get uh, get really excited about all these different audio and network transmission and all this yeah. kind of stuff and cross platform. Um, but you know, you just sometimes you just want to hide a key signature. Yes, you know. <laughs> uh, so. Um, for now, like we did stuff, I mean, it's, you know, like French horns, for example, don't traditionally have a key signature that you just add all the accidentals as you go. Yeah. So now there was no way in old notion to select that in, mm-hmm. the, in the instrument. So now by default, you can hide the key signature if you need to, and then it will yeah. just show all the accidentals to the piece. Little, little things That's like really that cool. that just make your final output look more professional um, without, without even, you know, thinking about it. Yeah. That that's really cool. Um, and yeah, I actually forgot the French horns did that. And thinking back, that does look very familiar when I was looking over scores and arranging. It's like, why are the French horns in a different key that they aren't? Yeah. 
Um, anything we haven't covered in three or three point one they'd like to touch on before we start to wrap it up? Yeah, for sure. Um, we were able to add demo files back into Notion on mobile. You know, we always had them. You know, from two thousand and ten, we had some demo scores, and mm-hmm. then when we moved to the the sort of iOS file handler that Apple provided, there was nowhere to really put them. Yeah. Uh, but now we have this cross-platform kind of um, file open screen, then that's all ours, and we can go, okay, finally, we can have some demo scores. So we put demo scores back in the app, and we're going to be adding that, adding to that as well, so to build up that library of available scores, because people really like hearing the Notion sounds, and they like um, just experimenting, see what's possible. Right. And I think demo scores is a really cool thing to, to include, um, even just to sort of hear some of the sounds back again. And we did a load of uh, work uh, on the chords. I mean, the other thing that's happened, which I haven't mentioned, mm-hmm. is that, okay, Notion got taken over by PreSonus about 10 years ago. But uh, a year and a half ago, PreSonus got acquired by Fender. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, now Notion is owned by Fender, a uh, musical instrument company, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think we have to really make sure our guitar tablature uh, and chords and everything are really on point. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's not the only reason. We, we we knew we had to make these improvements, yes. but uh, it's a really big reason we want yeah. to make the, no. the, makes sense. the guitar chords. And, and you might also notice that the Notion logo has, has, has evolved. Yeah. Um, but instead of a violin in the top left, we also have a Fender Strat. It's a very subtle change in the, in the Notion logo to, uh, yeah. to shout out to our, our new owners. Have you guys gone in and for the guitar playback uh, used Fender instruments yet as a thing? Uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny okay. what guitars are used <laughs> in the initial samples. <laughs> but the, the the guitarist who did the electric guitarist was Neil Zaza, um, who's a fantastic player. who did the acoustic and guitar samples, and there's there's no reason to replace Neil Zaza. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend. Yeah, um, that'll be a fun future where you're able to like. I want Selmer saxophones or Yamaha saxophones. <laughs> That'd be very um, a lot of, of work to go in and like you know do that. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So he we are not going to replace Neil's uh, amazing playing, but uh, yeah, yeah. So um, you've already mentioned uh, kind of one of the next big things is desktop uh, notions getting the cross platform rewrite. Anything else um, that you're able to share about kind of what's what you guys are working on? Yeah, well, uh, we are working on 3.2, um, which may or may not have come out by the time this, this comes out, mm-hmm. um, which we're looking at more more places to get Notion from. I mean, you can get Notion now from the Apple, Mac, mm-hmm. and iOS stores. Um, that's also new as well, Notion Mobile 3, is you can get it from the Mac App Store. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So and there's, there's there was two options there because you can make – your iOS app run on an M1 or M2 Mac. Right. Uh, but we decided actually, well, we already have this cross-platform code. We might as well just optimize it for the Mac yeah. and just do it separately through the Mac App Store. Um, so that we decided to do that. So, yeah, and that's going really well. People, we, we, we didn't know what would go well there because, of course, it's not a touch screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been, you know, really big um, numbers on the people getting from the Mac App Store. That's great. Yeah, I love the Mac App Store. Um, when I do use a Mac, it's like I can just log in and install everything. Um, the problem's always been not everything's there you want to be, so it's good that Notion is there. And again, it's a free app. So um, yeah, it's, it's good to try out. But aside from Apple, we're in the Microsoft Store. Um, we're in the Amazon App Store for Fire um, mm-hmm. devices. 
um, and of course in the Google Play Store. Um, so th- this is all sort of new territory for us. It's a it's a headache for release for yeah. sure. Uh, when one hasn't been accepted for review and the others have, but um, uh, yeah, being able just making notation software accessible across the board, free of charge. Um, in all those app stores and all those places. So for 3.2, there'll be more places that we're going to mm-hmm. add on to that. Um, and excitingly, more notation features. I mean, after years of working on foundation-level you know, audio and, and things for this rewrite, now we can put our attention back to you know, notation features, which is a real... Uh, uh, which is, yeah, it's good fun for us because we can get back yeah. to talking about, you know, I want to hide tuplet numbers. And, yes. You know... <laughs> So um, as far as upgrading for the free to the paid version, it, to me, there's two options. Is right. You can do in-app purchase for an individual platform, say iPad, or you guys have this whole account system where I believe it's a single kind of purchase to unlock across devices. Is that right? Yeah. So really, it's, it's your choice. Um, we're not locking you into a, a costly subscription if you don't want to. Um, Per platform, if you're only on iPad or iOS, then it's $15. It's a one-off purchase. It's mm-hmm. not recurring. Uh, and that opens up for the feature bundle. That gives you your handwriting. It gives you the extra sounds. It gives you the transmit feature. It gives you those extra audio formats that we talked about. And that's a one-off payment. So you pay for that on iOS, and that'll unlock for your iPad and your iPhone. Now, if you are completely across platforms and you want to use it on Windows or you might have an Android phone, then, yes, that's two payments then because of course they're all walled purchase schemes um which still might work out for you mm-hmm. but the option here is to use um presonus sphere mm-hmm. if you're a sphere member for presonus this gives you cross-platform so you sign in to the app whatever device whatever platform you're on and it will unlock for you um but also presonus sphere gives you Notion 6 desktop, which mm-hmm. we've been discussing as well. It also gives you Studio One Professional. And it gives you all the add-on and content that come with Notion 6 and Studio One. So all that extra stuff that would also be a paid extra also comes included in your Sphere membership. There's loads of exclusive video tutorials. There's collaborative workspaces. Um, there's cloud storage. Um, there's there's a there's a load of benefits to Persona Sphere, but again, it's an option. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to do the membership thing and the recurring payment, you don't have to. You could just unlock what you need on Notion Mobile on that platform, and and leave the rest alone. Yeah, but it's up to you. So a Sphere with the cloud storage, you could log in to Sphere to unlock all the features, and your files would just be in every instance you're logged into. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the the, the cloud storage works best with Studio One, mm-hmm. and if you're on mobile anyway, you're it's probably going to be easier and best to use you know iCloud, iCloud or whatnot. whatever mm-hmm. you're using but yeah um, but yeah for sure so um you guys have been developing notion as you said 13 years 2010 <laughs> um and in that time or in the past few years i should say um there's been some some new uh, up-and-comers uh you may have heard of sibelius and, and dorico uh they they now have uh, ipad versions that um how how do you kind of see you guys um in this space and uh, do those apps push you to, to to do different things that you may not have uh, have done otherwise? Yeah, I mean the notation market is um, it's always been an exciting one. You know, I've I've been in it and from Notion from two thousand and nine, but before I was working for Finale in the UK mm-hmm. as a specialist there. And you know things things change. It's it's really exciting as the technology changes and devices change. Then and so does 
uh, so do the applications as well. Yeah. I mean, Notion actually has been around uh, from since 2005. Um, and that in itself was based on a product that came out in 1989. Yeah. Uh, music, music Printer Plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so <laughs> Notion itself has gone through a, a, a lot of changes itself in that time as the market has changed to the 90s uh, and onward. Um, you know, Notion going into the iOS space in 2010 um, certainly was an amazing thing for us and probably helped change how people use iPads. I mean, there was a lot sure. of attention on Notion at the time or on, and composing on Notion helped with that Apple TV ad that came out maybe 2014 now. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's inevitable that some of the, the, the more desktop version apps come out in, in this space as well. As to the actual market, then it just sort of depends how you view it. Um, I think there's space in the market as, as the, the apps, although they are all notation apps, mm-hmm. um, have different business models, yep. uh, attract different sorts of customers, have different onboarding processes, have different sort of first touch. Um, I think they're distinctly different enough to cater for different types of, of user. You know, um, I've always said, you know, I'm not going to ever walk into – Boozy and Hawks or Audition Peters to see them slaving away on Notion, yeah, uh, creating an engraved uh, Urtex edition of a Beethoven symphony. That's just not our market. Right. Um, we really want to help people just get composing as quick as possible, get their notes in, um, whatever level they're at, professional, amateur, young, uh, with the best sounds out of the box without having to sort of install loads of stuff or have to hook things up you know it's just got to be easy and uh, and and um simple simple to use and, and great to listen to and that's always going to be uh that's always going to be our kind of mo so i think there's space in the market for it certainly with the different business models will um will sort of probably change and alter over time yeah um i've seen them already you know our different competing apps have changed what they offer for the free version and the paid version etc yeah and that will probably um you know, shift over time yes. as well. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely exciting. And as you said, this space has been competitive in, in the desktop space since uh, when I was in college and before, I'm sure. And, you know, in the old days, Finale and Sibelius were fighting it out and Notion, you know, as well. And, um, yeah, it's exciting to see um, that same competition now in, in mobile because, um, you know, competition helps people, uh, you know, fight to win, you know. <laughs> And, and and as you said, yeah, everyone it, it makes applications better, and yeah. not everyone um, survives. But you know, if if you see, um, you know, other applications that came through on desktop competing in the engraving space, then you know it's it's a bit of a tougher battle. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, it, the the market is still is still there for it. Yeah, and everyone likes to work a little bit differently. So like each app, like one may hit you more than another. Like I've tried Sibelius over and over again, and I just I their way of working just has never clicked with me. So it's it's always you know everyone has their different uh, UIs that they prefer and uh, different yeah, ways absolutely. of working. I mean, I went from uh, you know Sibelius, I don't know two, I guess I did my master's yeah. portfolio on, and then ended up being the finale clinician, and now at Notion. Um, all I'd say is I'm just glad when I do a demo that I'm showing Notion. It's the most fun. Yeah. Um, and to show a classroom full of kids, you know, by the time you've even finished introducing yourself, they're already up and running. They're already entering notes. Um, and it's just like, well, I didn't even need to show up. I yeah. Mean, the, the application is what it is. And, and here's the results. Yeah. No, that's awesome. 
And um, yeah, I think that's about covers it. Um, where can people find more information about Notion 3? And as you said, you can kind of go to any app store and <laughs> pretty much find it. Um, you know, you can go on these old-fashioned things called websites and have a look, but just grab your, grab your favorite app store, search for Notion Music, and yeah, give it a go. It's free of charge. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate this chat. It's been far too long. Yeah, it's good to, good to see you. Good to chat with you again, Tim. Well, that was my interview with Chris. My thanks again to Chris for his time recording, and my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. You can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash ipedpros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. With that, I'll talk with everyone again real soon.